0: Welcome to Under the Blanket, and this is another episode with your host, Baba Here Love. And every moment in your life was leading up to this moment. This is what it has been about. This is the beloved. This is love. This is the nightmare. Now, I have a guest with me, Barefoot Becky. Becky. I like that. Can I call you that, Barefoot Becky?
1: You can call me that. <laughs> uh,
0: so Barefoot Becky has been on the show before, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do the topic. So if I get off topic, Becky, be like, "Stop! Get back on topic." All right, but
1: you may firm, start some. Holly like Energy. Uh, but oh, I got it. But but at some point, I do need to talk about my book. All right. How about we start with that, Becky? Tell okay. us about your book. So, my name is Becky Magnolia, and you can find me at bmagnolia.com. That's the letter bmagnolia.com. I am on a journey to help others find joy, and um, the first element of this has been a book called Magnificent, which is a fairy tale for grown-ups, and I really love the idea of simple books. That are easy to read because none of us have time. None of us, I mean, very few of us are actually sitting and reading novels these days. So why not make a quick, fun book that is packed full of wisdom? You don't even know you're getting it. You don't feel like you're reading some kind of spiritual tome. You know, you're not, it, this is just, you're just reading a little story and all of a sudden it's like, bam. <laughs> so that's that's uh, the focus of Magnificent. And that's, I guess, you know, going to be the future, Magni- or the future of my other works as well.
0: Oh, well, that sounds like a marvelous book. I like how you described it. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how books can teach us things, but there also can be you could learn a lot from reading the label of a shampoo bottle. You know, oh, I, like, have you ever really sat there with a shampoo bottle and just
1: read it? I mean, it can be just as powerful. Everything, everything, everything is your teacher and and. And so, right, I mean, we could totally just say, well, why do I even write? And I write for me. I mean, and and it does, you know, it's an interesting thing. You're right. You can, you know, you don't need to go to India to find a guru because your guru is sitting on the floor a piece of dirt. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So would, is there anything you'd like to add about your book? Before we move on to the topic of relationships, no, let's just go right in. All right. So relationships. First, let's define. Just how about we talk about relationships in general, and I mean relationships as far as human relationships between one human and another. So there's all kinds of labels that could take. You know. So when it comes to relationships, I feel it's important to do what you do with the person, but recognize. that there's nothing happening. That behind that you are one with that person and there is no relationship. That you're all right. meshed together and you're just relating with yourself again. And, right. you know, but you don't gotta lay yeah. that on the person all the time in your relationship. Say, hey, you know, we're <laughs> self being the self and you know like you're God and like hey, unless they're into that, then you know so that's the thing. Like each relationship on that level Right. So many differences. So
1: speak about relationships. Come on. Help us, Becky. Help us. Okay. well, I'll say this is that like I don't it's I don't think it's an either or thing like all of this is just, you know, nothing. And then and then there's this, you know, where we're all merged. Yes, this is an illusion. But at the same time, we're in human bodies. We actually are here in some way. We are here at least maybe in our minds, but you got, like, you got to play both. When it comes to relationships, you got to play both. You can't, you can't get, because you'll get sucked back into the earth realm very quickly. If you think you're going to be in some kind of divine relationship and you've broke the code and you can, you know, you're so high and the two of you are these, this perfect ultimate pair, Um, you know, you're going to crash, you're going to crash. So it's, it's a matter of, you know, of living both. I mean, it's just like our, our relationship with ourselves is the same way.
0: Oh, that brings up an interesting idea I wanted to share with everybody. So listeners, you know, let's talk about like the relationship as far as falling in love. Now, let's say you're out there in the dating scene and you run into someone and it's that's you know, love at first sight, instant connection, and it opens up a place in you and a place in the this partner of love, you know? And immediately after that happens in our culture, usually a lie begins, and that lie is romance, and that lie is the foundation of that relationship based on possession, desire, ego, story, past, future. All, all that kind of nonsense and you know it, it every day in that relationship the lie grows bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper and although you have and what, mind, is, right? what, the what is the lie what what is the lie the romance is the ego is the desire is the possession is the lie that there's John and there's Mary and John and Mary did this together and John and Mary don't like this about each other all that nonsense yeah I see what so, you're saying. So, but you know, if you but I'm t- there is the opposite to what I just described. You could awaken right. that place in love and then agree to go in the relationship consciously and say we're going to use this relationship to be more conscious. Now, that's when relationships right. become a yoga rather than a yeah. self-enforcing yeah. delusion. So speak to that.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, right. And and I think you know, I think we think that there's this pie in the sky, like what? You, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think we think that it's gonna be like, okay, we'll go in. Like, there's this mate out there, and this is, I think, what the spiritual community tends to do. It, it's it's just romance. It's just a bastardized version of romance where it's like we're gonna go find together, we're gonna work on this together, and it's like no we are in this earth plane and it's going to be hell and it's going to, you know, it's, you know, just because you've agreed to work on something with someone doesn't mean that you're going to be, it's going to work all the time. I mean, you and I have both, I think, been in, in relationships. I think conscious relationships. I, it sounds like from what you've said, and I, I certainly have been in a very conscious relationship, but, but that doesn't mean that that is, some kind of end all be all there's no gem it's kind of like how I feel about enlightenment I mean you're already there it's not something out there that we're trying to get to it's just it's just trying to be present with where we already are um but yeah I mean I think I think you have to be very careful um when you're seeking partners because it's it's I mean again like you're saying it's all a lie and and even a a spiritual folk I think we're even more prone to it because we have these stories of, you know, you know, Krishna and Radha and Ram and Sita and, you know, and and this divine love. And, but we're not, I mean, I'm sorry, I know how you feel about this, but we're not gods. We are on one level, but we're also here. And we've got to do the bullshit of like, well, he farts in bed. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, you know, you know, I mean, we don't think about Rom doing that. You know what I mean? But, you know, because we're here, we had we gotta pass gas. I mean, so it's it's um it it's I think in the spiritual community, and I could be wrong about this, this is my impression, is that is that we tend to romanticize um everything. We we go over the top with everything. And you know, and you'll see so many like spiritual people and oh yes and they talk real quiet. You know, this the yoga I call it the, the yoga teacher voice. And and it's like and there's they're you know, they're closer to enlightenment because they talk like this. And it's like somehow we're so keyed in, where we're actually I think just as fucked up or more fucked up as everybody else. So I going back to the relationship stuff, I think I think you have to be very careful, yes. Two conscious people going into it consciously absolutely but that doesn't mean you've reached like nirvana it means you've just got to the bottom you passed the foothills and now you're at the bottom of a huge mountain and you may not make it to the top i mean <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm so I, I'm sounding really cynical about this, but but I mean it with absolute love. And I can't explain that. I mean, and I know you'll understand. Like, to me, that is it. Like, I mean, I've spent all day today, you know, not relationship related. Well, yeah, actually relationship related, you know, walking around, moping around, crying, feeling sorry for myself, going through this whole little melodrama and um, and being very human But it was also divine and I treated and you see I'm here laughing now. It's like it's like we as partners and as single people have to go through the muck. And that's to me all nirvana is, is going, oh, yeah, muck. OK, here we go. (laughs) And just doing it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is very refreshing to me at least I don't know if my listeners are offended by what you say because I do have <laughs> listeners in the spiritual community but how I look at it I like what you said about the Buddha yeah where you said yeah. like hell like life is hell and you know right. that's like Buddha well like let me do my interpretation of what you said so you said like it's hell and I thought of like my relationship like me and elise, had that love at first sight when we met and I could go into the romance of that story. And I was all great and the psychic moments and it all led signs, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to go into this part of it. We agreed to go into the relationship consciously for a lifetime or whatever, multi lifetimes. And you know what? That relationship had amazing, lots of ups, but it had lots of downs. Overall, I'd say it was like a hell, but that's just because life is suffering. Right. The, The important thing is that we have the here now moment where we could get up into that place that sees beyond the hell. And that's the heaven within, that's that magic moment. That's that consciousness. And then you're conscious of life being suffering. So, you know, like, I agree that that whole getting into a relationship consciously, we're going to use this relationship yoga, can be just
1: as much hell as any relationship. (laughs) I think more so because you think you've figured it out and you're cocky and your ego is really big, but you don't even see your ego because it's so big. <laughs> but one thing I do want to say about about, you know, my comments about the spiritual community is that um, like just my experience. And I'm part of this because I've been through this, too, is, is we tend to take ourselves very seriously and and. And understandably, I mean, you know, you know, we're, we're dealing with stuff, you know, yeah. um, and but 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 the seriousness is a trap. And it really is because and, and also, yeah, it's ego. It's ego, too. Now, sometimes like sometimes I can be very like after meditating or I don't know, doing s- chanting or something. Someone walked in, they'd be like, yeah, I'd talk very calmly and, you know, and I would I would look like someone who's like on a blissful high, you know? And so that is part of it. That is part of it. But part of it is also taking a shit. Like, you
0: know, I mean. Well, actually, I, there I, is a mantra in Be Here Now, just listeners, there is a mantra in Be Here Now that is for taking a shit. Because taking a I don't know about you, but I've had some shits that were enlightening. Seriously. <laughs> shitting I, is, I, can be more, I think shitting is more powerful than any tantric sexual nonsense. Have a good
1: <laughs> shit, you'll realize it's here now. <laughs> I get it. no, and i I had an experience once a very young, I not can't man, believe I' actually thinking. said that
0: he actually wrote one of the songs by the Beatles after most of his songs, even I'm not sure if he was joking, but he said most of his songs were after having a really good shit and then he wrote a really great song.
1: So how <laughs> is you saying taking a shit is not spiritual? Right, absolutely. And, and, and I was going to tell a story. I I went, um, I was very sick and very, it was very painful to go to the bathroom. And I, I was, I had a high fever and I, I mean, and I had to sit on that toilet and I had to get that thing out and it hurt. Like I, and it was a couple times and I just cried and screamed on the toilet, but I also went into like, um a strange meditation. Like, I don't know, maybe there's probably a word for a Sanskrit word for it, but I went into this very high meditation as I did it. And I was in an in excruciating pain sitting on the toilet doing this, but it was, it was extremely, um, I guess enlightening. I don't know if I'd call it that, but I, it was, it was very powerful. And, 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 um, and I knew every single time I had to go back to that bathroom, I had to go face that again. It was intense.
0: So now, what's the issue with relationships and farting? Like, to explain the <laughs> dynamics of that. Why is that such a big deal, or why is it not such a big deal? And how does that relate to samadhi?
1: Okay, so, um, hmm, I, I, I think because it's, it's such a baseline human thing and our culture also makes it such but it really I mean it's just a just like taking a crap it's such a basic human functional thing it's kind of like how I had this cool yoga teacher who would fart during a certain pose in Bikrams right and like you know and like only she could get away with that but but we probably all could have but um, it, it's this it's part it's it's part of the humanness which is to be celebrated, which is divine, you know, because we are walking both. So, right. I mean, now this last partner that I was with, you know, like I, I think I only heard him fart once and we were together for a year and a half. And it's funny we're talking about this as a spiritual discussion, but but, um, you know, there, there's something very profound about something like that, because in my mind, that stuff is, is natural, and to hide it, you're hiding something about yourself. I mean, come on, you can't be having sex every day and, like, not let one out. It's going to happen. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's called yogic fart control. It's actually a specific technique to reach level 32 of enlightenment.
1: Level – is that a seri- level 32 is fart yeah, control. true? look to- it up in the
0: Buddhist encyclopedia – that's uh found in the Vatican archives uh section 2 <laughs> AC
1: and it's being and it's being guarded by a very gaseous dragon oh, of course
0: <laughs> and fairies but they're the bad kind of fairies now i want to move along from this to <laughs> relationships as friends now friends i recently had a relationship with uh, my old college buddy, I used to call him, and we, you know, talked we, and hung out, and he'd even come to visit, and he lives up in New Jersey, and we just maintained a long, like, you know, brother, friends, common interests, relationship, going through the spiritual journey together, blah, blah, blah. And recently on Facebook, right, one of his uh, friends doesn't recognize that the Floyd murder was race-motivated, that race was racism was involved in that. And I yeah. said, you can't see that that has racism involved because of your own racism that you're in denial of. Now, yeah. my college buddy got really pissed, not about like what I was saying, but he got pissed that I basically called his friend a racist. And I did. And I felt good about it. And I was enjoying the hell out of it. And I was getting a lot of giggles. And I wanted yeah. to just say that to him. And I realized I'm calling him a racist, but that's me. Because we're all one my racism is your racism is our racism my suffering is your suffering is our suffering my ego is your ego is our ego. So I realized that but my friend like he texted me after uh, on the on the cell text and he's like, dude why'd you say that to my friend? you called him racist blah 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 you're why are you trolling blah 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 I said I'm gonna keep doing it and then this ended our friendship basically. So comment, Um, the way I look, well, in the spiritual interpretation, I love him. He's in my heart. Yeah. yeah. Jowl, you know, get the fuck out of my life. Why not? You know, and I'm cool with that. You know, I like throwing people out of my life and bringing them back or whatever. But just keep them
1: in the heart. Just love them. This is a good, this is good. I've lost a lot of friends in the past five years. Not, you know, died for lost, but lost a lot of friends. And, um it's, you know, and it's over, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a touchy subject with me because it's, it's very difficult. I had one friend recently, I called him out on something and that I thought was very important. You know, I, and I felt like I personally felt like, I mean, of course there was some ego, but I felt like it was something he needed to hear. And I was, I didn't think I was being too aggressive, but I have not heard from him since. And that was like, like you know five months ago or something um six months ago and i have no idea what happened no idea what happened and the thing is again we all relate on the it's it's no different than um than a romantic relationship all relationships in the end are kind of the same we're all connected and probably in past lives we were lovers or whatever but but you know he he like like i don't know he he um So one on one level, you know, we're connected still, you know, and we had this bond. But but on on the ego level, something happened and you can't get too hung up about it is what I'm finding because you you just can't because like my therapist said, he's like he's like, you know, you he served his purpose and now you move on. You've done your your work together, your karma work in this life. You've done it and then you move on. And that's, you know, I think basically it is that we do our work with people and then we go to the next one, especially people who are who are growing really fast. I'm I've been kind of in a growth spurt l- lately. And so I'm outgrowing my friends very fast. And I guess they could say they're outgrowing me. So, um, I mean, but I've become, you know, this barefoot Becky, this kind of like hippie girl who talks with this crazy guy about, <laughs> about shits and spirituality. And most of my friends. You know, even six months ago, if they knew if they if they heard this, if they might, they would just be like, oh, my God, Becky. And then they would never talk to me again. <laughs> and that's no insult to you. That's a compliment to you, actually. <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you, Becky. Uh,
0: it's interesting that, you know, like Neem Karol Baba, who the podcast is named after is the blanket wearing guru listeners. Now, he said about these types of situations, relationships, do yeah. what you do with another person. In other words, you know, we have different sorts of relationships that come, they go. You know, I like how the Rolling Stones said as far as women relationships with the man, heterosexual. Women are like street cars. They come and go. You know, that kind of thing. I always loved the Rolling Stones. And, you know, you can apply that to everything, really. And, like, you know, like, you do what you do. You might be a friend with a person one minute, and the next thing you know, you're enemies. But don't kick them out of your heart because that's the worst thing you could do to someone. We are one and you can love them and say get the f out of my house you know right. you can love them and say get the f out of my house
1: yeah yeah and that's right right yeah I mean that's what I'm dealing with now with my relationship that I'm ousting is exactly that you know it's like yeah I, I told him the other day I love you but I need my space you know because you're killing yeah. me <laughs> you know um and you know, and so yeah. I mean, people come into our lives for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and 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 like it's cliche, but there's a season, you know. And then they go. And
0: um, it's okay. Though,
1: I feel like you know, the more and more I
0: practice this journey, that the only relationship I have is with myself. Like everywhere yeah. I meet is myself, and all it's myself. And all this yeah. stuff we're talking about is. Just useful tidbits for navigating the zip code reality, which, like you say, mm-hmm. the divine is human. So that includes the zip code reality where you're where I'm the hippie guy, Eric, that has to do blah, blah, blah and pay his bills and talk right. to people. And like today right. I was carrying an orange around, for you know, like, uh-huh. who, why not? Just I was holding up an orange walking around. And did it have a meaning? No, I just felt like doing it, you know, but I'm sure. And I, I don't really care. You know, I'm not, it's not like it's a, th- but one time it's funny as far as relationships go. I was just holding up a flower and like three cops got called me just after holding up a flower for an hour or two on a street corner. Three cops. Really? And I was like, white, and I was like, this white privilege stuff, you know, like imagine that was some black guy. Like, might, I might yeah. have been dead if I was a black guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think. That's the zip code reality I'm talking about, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, these are life and death decisions. You know, if you don't pay your bills, you will be homeless if you don't have a support network, blah, blah, blah. These are not things to, like, oh, it's all a big joke, it's all a big video game, so I'm going to not care about those things. No, we are divine, and we are human, and relationships are important, and so is the nothing.
1: Right. So speak to that, or add your uh, views. Um, I just spaced out. So say the last sentence again.
0: The last sentence was nothing is real. Strawberry <laughs> fields. All right. Let's talk about Jim Morrison's and Pam Corselin's relationship. Are you familiar with the Doors singer?
1: I, you know, I don't know that much about it. I know the doors obviously, but I, I'm not, um, I'm not that hip to, well, to there. Anyway,
0: there was a movie in 1991 where it's a beautiful scene. Well, horribly beautiful. Where Meg Ryan's like having a bad trip, and Jim's having like a, a weird bad trip, and he's like asking her, to and she's broken fr- out, and she pulls a knife out on him, and he's like, "Kill me, kill me, kill me!" And she's like holding the knife, and they're like, they're just like they know they're. She knows she's not gonna kill him. He knows right. she's not gonna kill. You know, they're just doing all yeah. this to work out the energy. Yeah, of the social dynamics of the scene. It's terrible. Right. But like interesting, you know, like there is something beyond that that prevented her from taking the knife and killing them that stopped that situation that cooled it out. Right. You right. Know? and that's what our relationships can be used for. What de escalates the scene? How do we merge with the scene and be cool and maintain our cool and keep others cool by the way we interact
1: with the zip code reality? So you're asking what hmm, what de-escalates it?
0: Do relationships it's- have Buddha nature? So, so you go in to see the Zen master and there okay there's the Zen master and there's Becky barefoot and you're you're sitting there and the Zen master says Becky, do relationships have Buddha nature? And this you this is in Zen you go to the master you he asks you a right. question and you have to answer yeah. every day for years. So what would right. be your answer? Okay. You come to me, okay, i I'm the Zen master. All right, Becky. Okay. okay do relationships uh, have Buddha nature. Now, say your answer. I would say, I would say yes, they do. No, I would you say don't the- get it. You don't get it. There is no answer. You will get it. The, and then you approach it ag- me again, and you put a shoe on your head, and then the Zen master says, ah, you understand. Because oh, it's the What you just shoes. said was just I'm
1: here, but I can't have shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. True. Yeah, that, that won't work. I won't be able to give him that answer. So, um, yeah, but to answer your question, not as a Zen master, but but once you say that the it, – it I think a relationship and, – and Ram Dass talks about this. A relationship is an entity in and of itself that each of us has, like maybe it's on, like you talk about the astral plane, like you and I have a – have a – a our relationship is its own entity. Do you know what I mean? And so its Buddha nature is within that entity. And right, I mean that's 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 how I would see it.
0: Well, um, we're reaching the end of the show. So this has been under the blanket with your host Baba Here Love and Barefoot Becky. And I want to end with this. Um, you know, like my favorite romantic movie is Crocodile Dundee, and I love the end. When you know she's not gonna marry Richard, and Crocodile Dundee is gonna wander off through America, and she goes running after him in the subway, and calls out to him, "I love you." And all these people, like this one mugger, is trying to kill her, and she just knees him in the balls, you know. And she's like, and he's no, and and you know, like tell us a moment like that that has to do with spiritual awakening in your life to end us, to end the meeting,
1: to uh... end
0: the episode.
1: Uh, Okay. Okay. So I, I, uh, this guy that I'm ousting from my life, I knew it was time. I he he. I knew it was time for him to go. And I was. I so I got up like five o'clock in the morning. I sat on my meditation cushion, and you know you're supposed to get all chill. You know when you meditate you release, right? So I just built up energy like crazy ass shakti energy, and I calmly called him out of the bedroom. It's my house. He doesn't live here. And I said, I said, Hey, come here. And he came out and I looked at him with these very pure collie eyes. Right. And I said, get the fuck out of my house.
0: (laughs) All right. Ram Ram. Thank you for listening, everybody.